Hello, and welcome to Easy Easy Bake Bake Takes, the podcast, where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley. And this week, we're doing Monster House. Woo! Shout out to my friend Kale, who said we should do this one. I'll just say this at the top. Yeah. This movie is, quite honestly, and you'll understand the severity of this statement, this is number two to Coraline for me. It's so funny you say that because there's a audience review that mentions that. This is like one of those movies that always stuck with me. It came out in 2006. It was like eight, and I saw this in theaters, like with my family. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it came out in 2006. It's rated PG. It's an hour and 31 minutes, so it's a perfect hour and a half movie. But I'm going to go ahead and start reading the plot. I didn't realize this movie was set in the 80s. I just found that when I was researching it. I did not know that either. I thought it was like just like a... a a generic you know like it looks like 2000s out there yes i didn't think anything of it i really didn't think this was placed in a before time i totally understand that now when reading it or like seeing it Mm -hmm. on october 30th 1983 in mayville wisconsin the parents of 12 year old dj walters go to a dentist convention for the weekend leave him in the care of babysitter z dj's hobby is spying on his elderly neighbor horace nebercracker who scares children away from his front yard and confiscates their belongings. After DJ's best friend Chowder mislays his basketball on Nebercracker's lawn, Nebercracker catches DJ attempting to retrieve it, but appears to die of a heart attack from overexerting himself and is taken away by an ambulance. That night, DJ receives phone calls from the house with no voice on the other end. <gasps> Z's drunk boyfriend bones. <laughs> I'm sorry. Z's drunk boyfriend bones comes over the night. Jason Lee. Yes, Jason Lee. <laughs> Comes over for the night and reveals that as a child, Nebercracker stole his kite and was allegedly rumored to have eaten his wife. After Z throws him out, he sees his lost kite in the house's front yard and is abducted by the house while attempting to retrieve it. DJ and Chowder investigate but retreat when the house comes alive and attacks them. The next morning, schoolgirl Jenny Bennett sells Halloween candy and goes to the house. DJ the DJ and Chowder save her from DJ the Chowder. <laughs> DJ and Chowder save her before she gets eaten. Jenny calls police officers Landers and Lister, who do not believe the trio because the house is inactive when adults are present. The trio consults supernatural expert Reginald Skol- Skolinski, learning that the house is a rare monster created when a human soul merges with a man-made structure and can only be killed by destroying its heart. Concluding that Nebercracker's spirit was responsible, the heart must be its furnace, they create and bring a dummy containing cold medicine from a pharmacy owned by Chowder's father. Before the dummy reaches the house however landers and lister throw out their plan and arrest them after landers discovers the stolen medicine before they can leave the house devours everyone and the police vehicle after the house falls asleep the three begin exploring it in the basement they find a shrine containing the cement encased skeleton of nebercracker's late wife constance the house attacks them though they force it to vomit them outside by grabbing its uvula so it's a girl house it's a girl house he's not wrong He's got the right spirit. (laughs) Nevercracker returns alive and well, revealing that the house is actually possessed by Constance's spirit. As a young man, he met Constance, then an unwilling member of a circus freak show, and fell in love with her. After helping her escape, they were married, and he bought a piece of land to construct a house. One Halloween, two children torment Constance for her size. Constance becomes enraged and attempted to chase off the children with an axe. When Nebercracker attempted to stop her, she accidentally tripped and fell to her death in the unfinished basement of the house. In the process, inadvertently activated a cement mixer that buried her body. Nebercracker finished the house as it was what Constance would have wanted 
However, Constance's vengeful spirit possessed it afterwards, forcing him to scare children away from their safety. DJ convinces Nevercracker that he must let Constance go. Enraged, the house uses a pair of trees as limbs and breaks free from the foundation and chases after the group. The house corners them near the construction site. Nebercracker tries to comfort Constance and tells her, realizing the trouble she has caused. Nebercracker attempts to destroy the house with some dynamite and it attempts to kill him. Chowder intervenes using an excavator from the construction site and Nebercracker gives DJ the dynamite. Both Jenny and DJ fall into the yard and they tell Chowder to get the house in it. The house slips down the hill and collapses in the process. Their victory is short-lived, though when the house rebuilds itself with its remaining parts and chases Chowder, disabling the excavator in the process. DJ ascends the nearby crane and with Jenny's help manages to throw the dynamite into the house's chimney, destroying it and releasing Constance Ghost, who the trio see dancing with Nebercracker before ascending to the afterlife. DJ apologizes to Nebercracker for his losses. But Nebercracker thanks the trio for freeing him and Constance from being trapped in the house for 45 years. That night, the children and Nebercracker drove away, line up at the former site of the house, where the group returns everything confiscated by Nebercracker. DJ and Chowder go trick-or-treating, which they initially felt they were too old for. During the credits, those who were eaten by the house emerge from the basement. Both finds that Z is now dating Skull, Officer Landers and Officer Lister leave to investigate some of the trick-or-treating candy, and a dog urinates on a nearby jack-o'-lantern, enough to extinguish the, it's flame. So good. It's very, very good. We have the director, Gil Cannon. We have writers, Dan Harmon. For those who don't know, he wrote Community and part of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. a few other things. So I was really shocked by that. I was like, that kind of makes sense though. Yeah. Other writers were Rob Schrab and Pamela Peddler. And the cast is Sibishemi playing Nebercracker, Mitchell Musso playing the DJ. We have Sam Lerner who plays Chowder. We have Maggie Gyllenhaal who plays Z. We have Spencer Locke, who plays Jenny. John Hedder, who plays Reginald Skull. Kevin James plays Officer Landers. Jason Lee plays Bones. Nick Cannon plays Officer Lister. I didn't realize that was him. I know, right? I didn't realize a lot of people were in this movie. The only other one that surprised me this time was Jason Lee. I don't know why I never knew Jason Lee was Bones. It never, I don't think it connected until recently. But yeah, Jason Lee is Bones. I knew who he was as a kid. My family loved My Name is Earl. Yes, my dad did too. I watched that show a bunch. Yeah. Kathleen Turner plays Constance. Catherine O'Hara plays the mom, DJ's mom. <gasps> Moira Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and Fred Willard plays the dad, which I always knew. Like, I can pick Fred Willard's voice out anytime. Yeah. But I do have some trivia. As of 2018, this is the only motion capture film to feature an entirely original story and not be based on existing source material. Isn't that messed up? I didn't... I guess I've never clicked. I guess they, they also don't do motion capture as much anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah. But that is cool. It is really cool. I'm glad that does exist takes place in 1983 which i think is just like a fun little thing to add to it it seemed like it was just based on 1983 so they didn't have cell phones you know yeah that's another (laughs) thing too yeah chowder's line dj you piss in bottles had to be redubbed to you pee in bottles to help maintain a (laughs) pg rating john header who played skull tripped over wiring and broke his ankle the first day on set (laughs) it's like the only animated movie where that matters (laughs) no kidding yeah oh i love this fact for the German version of the film, Bone, Skull, and Chowder have been renamed to Punk, Freak, and Ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. I lost it when I read this one. Ketchup. Punk, Freak, and Ketchup. Band name, call it. <laughs> I guess Ketchup is the German equivalent of a child being named Chowder, but his name is short for Charles. 
It's like a nickname, right? Yeah, it's a nickname for Charles. But I just love ketchup. But what is ketchup a nickname for? <laughs> I don't even know. <sighs> uh, the tri- tricycle scene at the beginning of the movie is homage to Stanley Kubrick's film rendition of Stephen King's The Shining. Yeah, I never knew if that was a thing f- for sure, but that makes a lot of sense. It makes sense. I wouldn't. I didn't personally put that together, but I think it makes sense. I get it. Mitchell Musso and Sam Lerner went to see Napoleon Dynamite. When they arrived on set, they screened and jumped on John Hedder, who played Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> That's really cute. In the original screenplay, DJ and Chatter are harassed by two bullies named Ryan and Cameron, who get eaten after DJ purposely lures them to the house as bait. The two characters are were removed from the screenplay because the studio thought their death was far too dark. And that the bullies combined with DJ's cruel babysitter, babysitter's boyfriend, and Nebercracker all made the film seem much more cruel. Oh, okay. So they would have been on top of all of that. Yeah. Oh. Here's the thing, though. They don't... No one dies. Yeah, they didn't They didn't have to die. They didn't... Yeah. Well, no one dies in that movie. They all get up from the house. Once the house is... And they show that in the credits. Yeah, but I guess you It's a, you think until he comes out. Yeah. It's implied. Because you don't know that till the end. So I, I do understand that. There is backstory involving Skull, played by John Hedder, and Bones, played by Jason Lee, being in an <laughs> amateur heavy metal band. When we first meet Z, played by Maggie Gyllenhaal, she's wearing a top with Skull and Bones printed on. I always noticed that as a kid, mm-hmm. that she's wearing a shirt that says Skull and Bones, but that's so funny. It's a, it's a band t-shirt, and now I want one. <laughs> yeah. But I was sorry, I just read ahead. That quote, I literally wrote that down in my notes. I... Yes. Oh, I wrote a few quotes down. Yeah. There are so many quotable things from this movie. My dad is at the pharmacy. My mom's at the movies with her personal trainer. <laughs> I had to pause the movie and laugh about that one for a minute. Like that. I never clicked as a kid. And there's a few things like that in this movie as a kid and only because more enjoyable as an adult. Mm-hmm. It's with her personal trainer. Why does he know that? I'm imagining like a little bit of a drink, a drinky wine mom, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Just being like, mommy's gonna go to the movies with her personal <laughs> trainer. Don't tell dad. <laughs> I just love it. Oh, but I do have more quotes. <laughs> yeah, my dad is at the pharmacy and my mom is at the movies with her personal trainer. That's a so, that's a great one. So fucking funny. Immediately after that, I re- I like rewound it so I would get the wording right when I put it in my notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He that's also so has funny. another one. <laughs> he's like, I love chowder. <laughs> I, t- I paid $20 for that ball. I had to mow 10 lawns and ask my mom for <laughs> dollar 26 times <laughs> i've never worked that hard in my life <laughs> i love that but yeah those are some good quotes that i just really like and then what did you think this was our car movie growing up mm-hmm. i love this movie my favorite movie from childhood is Coraline. this is number two this movie and corpse bride are having a fist fight over <laughs> who is in the number two place all of them good and i totally understand i also didn't realize like you know the little girl on the bike she's like singing a little song mm-hmm that's the song I hum to myself when I'm just doing mundane tasks and I didn't I didn't realize. That's crazy. The like la 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 That was so funny. Oh my god. Gotta gather myself. I've already said a lot of this, but Chowder is great. I love Chowder. Um this is another one of those movies where like there's not a lot to talk about other than just like quoting it and talking about it you know it's one of those movies where you find someone else who equally loves it and you just you just trade quotes until you run out yes and you talk about bones yes <laughs> and how funny he is. yeah that was literally, literally in my notes jason lee is bones in yeah. all claps with a question mark <laughs> i wrote i wrote down a quote it says <laughs> bones you have no respect for women and he's like walking he's like what does that mean <laughs> what does that even mean 
my favorite thing is he wear doc he wears doc martens in that mm-hmm. in that movie and it's so funny that doc, doc martens were animated for that movie so i as a kid was like inspired influenced by z mm-hmm. i was like i want to look like her and i got her, i basically have her hair cut now oh yeah but i dress like bones you dress like bones that's the goal though i think <laughs> I have a picture. If I find the tweet that I made, I will post it with like the Instagram post with this movie. But I put a side by side of me and Bones and there's not much difference between the two of us. I think that's really mean. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think you look like Bones at all. I think I look like me, but my hair really was having a Bones moment. Okay. At the time. Okay, I understand that. I think I've shown it to you before and you were like, well... I might have, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Like, I don't think I look like him in the face. Okay, good. We got similar things going on. I look it, like him if he washed his face, you know? <laughs> okay. But, 1983, Z and Bones, you're the love child of them. Their long lost child. Yeah, there you go. And I'm, <laughs> so I'm okay with that. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I will find that tweet because I swear, like, I don't think I look like him. And that's okay, okay. But we, got a, we had a similar thing going on. I understand that. I understand that. I had his flow. <laughs> if you do, pl- yeah, please, please let me know if you find that. Yes. And then I put the the part where it's like Skull is in the game zone right now. Mm-hmm. That's me whenever I go to a family function without Noah and my family's like, where's Noah? And I'm like, Skull's in the game zone right now. You don't want to <laughs> bother him. But I don't have much else to write, like to say other than like, sometimes I'll say this too, where it's like, it's a kid's movie. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that deep. Like if it didn't entertain you as an adult, mm-hmm. whatever. But this is just genuinely a good movie outside of it being a kid's movie and it Mm -hmm. makes me look at movies that you know in the past have been like it's just a kid's movie dude like get over it like it's not for you and be like well it can be it really can can be a genuinely good movie still absolutely and the way it's written Mm -hmm. i really do believe that and also this movie it's a pg rating but it pushes the line it does. It definitely does. If we were boys, I could totally see us being DJ and Chowder. No, that's why I said I relate to Chowder. I feel My like- My voice cracked when I said that too. Is the universe <laughs> telling me I'm right? I know. I was a Chowder type. I wasn't like obnoxious like that. because it- You describe your younger self as spazzy a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. It makes <laughs> sense. Like makes I related, sense. I relate to Chowder as a, not as, not as an adult, but like I, I could see myself. Your child self. Exactly. Yeah. This movie kind of makes me wish that we met when we were younger. I know. (laughs) We met when we were around their age. We were like 13, Mm -hmm. 14. Mm -hmm. If we had grown up together, that would be us. That would be just chaos. No kidding. (laughs) No, exactly. I do. I do. The two main characters are amazing. I do love them so much. I was annoyed by Jenny as a kid watching this movie. Mm -hmm. And I still kind of find her annoying. I was about to say, like, I heard the hesitation. I was like, I don't know. She's still kind of, she is a little, um, she's smart. Yeah. But you know how, like, last week, like, someone said, oh, it's smart, but for its own, but. It's too clever for its own good. Yeah. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of her. It's like, have yeah, fun a little. <laughs> yeah. Exhale, babes. Exhale. Yeah. Without her, though, they wouldn't have gone far. <laughs> I wasn't as annoyed as her as a character and now yeah. as an adult but like i just found her annoying as a kid but i think it's because of that you just seem like no fun <laughs> yeah there's a part in the movie where like Charles all like there's a great taco place over by the school and she's like i hate mexican food and they're like oh i do too and it's like that's a that's a red flag <laughs> i'm sorry yeah who hates mexican food racist <laughs>
Yeah, even outside of that, bad taste. Yeah, no kidding. Just like, what do you eat? Butter noodles? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what? Like, I eat butter noodles, but I also eat Mexican food. <laughs> I <have> wide palate. <laughs> yeah. I'm a woman of the world, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. The only other thing I had written down was whenever his mom's like, oh, he's just, he's just going through puberty. He's like, his voice cracks. He's like, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> the mom's freaking out. He's like, I think he has a cold. We got to stay. And dad's like, no, <laughs> we're not. I love the parents. They're only in it for like three minutes and they're the best. I think like that's another thing about this movie is the adults are so funny too. The adults are hilarious in this movie. They're so freaking funny. They're driving, they're roll, they're driving out of the back and they hit chowder behind the car and the mom's freaking out. She's like, where's CJ? Where's CJ? The dad's rolling down the window to talk to chowder. Goes, you'd be so happy if he was under the car, wouldn't you? <laughs> Even as a kid, I laughed out loud at that because that was so funny. Because you know what that that means? It means the mom's always freaking out about something. So he's mm -hmm. like, you just, it seems like at this point you want it to be true. I just love that little analyzation of their little family <laughs> dynamic in their marriage. I love it. I just love that little, that little tidbit. <laughs> I agree 100%. But now your turn. You go. It's a kid's movie with with humor for adults not that it's dirty or goes over kids heads it's just it's written the way that everyone can enjoy it goofy stuff happens but it's just like yeah. it's written so well any anyone at any age can be entertained by the comedy i think what a good kids movie does is keeps in mind that parents are also gonna have to go see these movies mm -hmm. and to like be able to blend like a more mature comedy where it's like mm -hmm. your kid might be laughing at that joke but they don't they're not laughing at it for the same reason that you're laughing at it. Yeah. Like when you get older and rewatch it, you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> Chowder's mom is at the movies with her personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> that's just hilarious. <laughs> like, you don't sit there and think about it. You're like, oh, as a kid, like, haha, that's funny. But you don't know why. And then you grow up, you're like, <laughs> his parents aren't home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very entertaining that way. And not just like the comedy, but like, just like the story itself. And also just like the backstory behind mm -hmm. Constance and never cracker like and how dark it is really like mm -hmm. that's the other thing too is like it doesn't shy away from like a really tragic really tragic situation and backstory yeah. and also like the concept that they were trapped for 45 years together and mm -hmm. he was protecting those kids all those years and he was made out to be this horrible villain but he was saving these kids from her and mm -hmm. or saving the kids from from her you know like yeah and it's like a it's like a mixture of like you know you this person was is so loving to you mm -hmm. or so sweet to you and you can see the good person in them mm -hmm. that nobody else gets that treatment but you but also it kind of feels like this allegorical version of like losing the love of your life and being mm -hmm. like haunted by them forever and mm -hmm. like having to stay in this place because you feel like if you leave then like you're leaving them behind too mm -hmm. it says a lot of things okay i know i read really hard into things <laughs> but like that's that's a really heartwarming very sweet that might not even be the main goal but like thinking about that as a concept now it's like that means a lot of things yeah yeah like literally being haunted by that loved one that and they never left you could still feel their presence mm -hmm. looming around you no mm -hmm. matter how the relationship was and he clearly had such a deep love for her he did it was genuine it really was it was just it's very tragic this the backstory of this movie is really tragic mm -hmm. i think that's another thing that kind of layers it on as a more at least to me a more 
serious movie in that way or just like it, it just adds weight to it you know like mm-hmm. this movie just isn't like slapstick comedy horror kids movie like no this yeah it has story it has heart yeah and it's like not in the way because like when movies get serious and you're watching them as a kid sometimes that makes you want to like check out from it mm-hmm. but the way that they do this it's like it, it perfectly blends into explaining everything that's going on mm-hmm. in a way that's not blaming anybody involved no and I think that's like really, really nice way to explain why this terrible thing is happening. Nobody involved was really at fault here. It's just the circumstance. It really was because like she, she wasn't, she wasn't a bad person, but she was tormented by yeah. people. And it's really sad that in the end, like that's you know, like that torment is kind of what killed her in a way. Like it, it was a horrible accident, but it's I don't know. It made me. No, no, I think I, I think I get what you're, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like she's lit, like literally in the movie, cemented into the torment and the way that people treat her. Mm-hmm. That rage, figuratively, she's like, you know, that means like she's always going to see other people as a threat to her because she was treated mm-hmm. so horribly, and she's forever stuck in this defensive place. And understandably, yeah. And the only person who sees her as a person is her husband. Who loves her. The house is so much more enraged when he's not there, yeah. too, because it's like, this is the one person, and he was gone, and she doesn't know what happened to him. I get it. I understand her. It's really sad. Like, the more we're talking about it, the more sad I'm getting. Like, I'm getting, like, squid, though. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> bummed out now. But it's a great movie. This movie, I'm so glad the comedy <laughs> kind of really balances, like, this. Yeah. Yeah, because the more we talk about it, the more sad I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, I would have checked out mentally as a kid mm-hmm. from this movie, if it didn't have the comedy and the lighthearted air to it. Yes. To go back to something more lighthearted, I'm just going to share yes. one more quote. Sorry. I apologize no, for taking no. it to there. No, I'm but... so glad we got, we got to talk about that because like that was always something that really interested me about this movie. You know what kid me- kids movie message it ties into? What? People are not always what they seem and you don't have to be what everyone labels you as. True. Be true to yourself. <laughs> 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 this movie's just like iron giant oh my god <laughs> unoriginal <laughs> they both blow up at the end true true uh I, I love all the characters i don't think there's a character i don't like in this movie i, I even love jenny jenny you know, yeah i still love jenny i think she's very important to this movie oh very very yeah i love z <laughs> in a roundabout way they all are great you know they are um there's one quote i do want to share because it just made me crack up <laughs> chowder he's running away from the house and the house grabs him by the cape and starts lifting him up and he goes i'm flying and it starts choking <laughs> starts making choking noise. and i'm sorry like the choking noises killed me he's like i'm flying <laughs> I love it. So. I love it. <laughs> I love how like almost every quote that you pulled is chowder. He has the best lines in all movies. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Other characters do too. Like they mostly do. Like yeah. But I think that's all I want to say. Do you want to move on to critic reviews? Yeah, I think that's yeah. I'm sure there'll be other things will that will be brought up. Oh, definitely. And I wanted to say Rotten Tomatoes. So it had a 75 percent from critics and a 64 percent from audience members. Not bad generally for movies but i think that's severely underrated for how how i how i think this movie like i think this movie is so good worse movies have had higher i know 
that's the thing and i really don't understand it it's so low like it didn't get anything wrong but like it deserved higher it deserved way higher 75 75 really mm-hmm. so we're gonna read the first one you know written in 2006 it's a movie review by james veronanelli and they say monster house is to the best of my knowledge the first animated haunted house movie Quite possibly the first family film to recall at various times. Halloween, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and the Amityville Horror. Terrence, don't worry, the references are benign. It's part story and part spectacle, with, with the two halves being nicely balanced to offer something for just about everyone. The film pays enough attention to character development for us to care about the protagonist, although it uses stereotypes as a shortcut, and there's a substantial amount of humor. While Monster House is in no way groundbreaking, it's an enjoyable way to spend 90 minutes and is suitable for all but the youngest children, for whom some of the scarier sequences may be too intense. <laughs> There's enough action and mildly scary stuff to keep restless viewers involved, but the thing I appreciated most was the way in which the three friends interact. Their dialogue rings true. The two boys, both on the verge of puberty, do silly things to impress Jenny. She recognizes what's happening and uses it to her advantage. Most movies, regardless of whether they're live action or animated, aren't this perceptive. It's a credit to first-time director Gil Cannon and his screenwriters that they invest the time and effort to get this right. Visually, it cannot be argued that the film offers anything new to conventional theater viewers. What impressed me about Monster House's animation is not so much how the characters look, they're a little doll-like, but how naturally their mo motions are rendered. Considered a throwaway scene early in the film where DJ and Chatter are shooting hoops, the way they dribble and shoot the ball is so fluid and effortless that it's difficult to accept it's not live action. They end by saying that the movie will be in theaters and will show in 3D, but says the movie is so enter entertaining enough that it doesn't need to be 3D to enjoy it. Yeah, it's like when we went back and watched Journey to the Center of the Earth, mm -hmm. and it was literally just all about how it was 3D. Mm -hmm. Think about movies like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yes. And you go back and watch them, and you see all of the purposeful 3D gimmicks. You watch this movie, you think, yeah, the, the tongue coming out of the house, and like, yeah. it still hits the same, whether or not it's in 3D. I didn't even realize it. Like, I would have not... Like, those two movies you just said, like, they're so obvious and so yeah. dated in that way. But in this one, I didn't even notice. Like, it's perfectly fine. This was, like, the beginning of, like, every single kid's movie also screening in 3D. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was kind of part of it where it was like, yeah, we'll we'll make we'll make it also screen in 3d but watching it regular is fine too like mm -hmm. it, it was probably more of a money-making tactic than anything but yeah so i i appreciate that it does not look like it was ever in 3d exactly because like those movies that do are so dated mm -hmm. you can see every gimmick it's so distracting shark boy and love girl is one that i want to do in the future though because oh those are fun send them to the principal's office at once <laughs> <laughs> well taylor lautner's little karate dance musical number <laughs> dream 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 like i fucking love that i forget he's in that movie every time and then i'm reminded it's his best acting role <laughs> he he went downhill with twilight not that twilight isn't great check back in our episodes okay? yeah no kidding it's just him that's <laughs> we awful. worked so hard on those please go watch them <laughs> please do we went we watched every single one okay <laughs> please listen spend time to us. on those we spent so much time on them <laughs> i need to not have the alien booby documentary have the most streams <laughs> out of all of our episodes i can't believe that that's hilarious come on people come on <laughs> back to this though yeah. um i like that he pointed out that the characters look doll-like because i that's something i really 
did pick up on, but they do. They look like dolls. Like they look in the way that they're like built, I guess. Just to warn you, so many people hate how this movie looks nowadays. I understand. I understand it's dated. It is. I'm not going to say it isn't. I don't have a huge problem with it, though. I don't think it's horrible to watch. And you love animation. I do. And I'm willing to admit, like, yeah, it's dated. It doesn't look awesome. I don't think it's terrible, though. And I still think, I think it's part of the times. Like, you know, like, this is the era, 2006, early 2000s. This is what it looked like. And I think that's fine. It's like when you watch an 80s horror movie. Yeah, the graphics... Usually the graphics look awful. Exactly. It's fake blood, it's fake guts. Yeah. It is what it is though, and you still love it for it. You love the aesthetic because that's what it that's what it was back then, you know? You can laugh at it now. This was like the era of like motion capture three D movies for children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Think of Nightmare Night Before Christmas with like Jim mm-hmm. Carrey. That was all motion capture shit. And it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually they realized, okay, maybe we just shoot a live action movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And like just shit like that, where it's like, this was, they were figuring it out. Okay. Yeah. We know now that it looks bad, but this movie doesn't look so bad that it's impossible to watch. And I feel like there's going to be some people who feel that way. Oh, there are. I had to read their reviews about it. Um, I still find this movie insanely entertaining. And I think the animation to it adds to it. I think it adds to the comedy at some points. And I, you know, I don't yeah. think, um, yeah. I don't think the animation necessarily takes anything away from this. This movie is what it yeah. is, and I and I love it for it, you know? Yeah, I think I, I've also realized something about myself when it comes to animation quality. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the difference. I'll accept almost anything. <laughs> like if it's good, if it's written well, if it's if in the story flows, I'll 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 bear with whatever they mm-hmm. have. The only thing I won't accept from a movie if like the story's great, everything's mm-hmm. great, the only thing that will keep me from watching it is the audio quality. And like, yeah, I know, don't start with me with the audio quality on this podcast, okay? Fuck off. <laughs> I am not a professional editor. But like in a movie with people who are being paid to edit, if the sound is off, mm-hmm. it's not, it's like that is the one thing that will make me go, no, mm-hmm. I'm done watching this movie. But animation, I don't know if it's just, I don't know enough about it to know what like would be wrong with it. I guess is what I'm saying. Because it happened with Fern Gully. I'm not saying I do either, but... You know more. You Between the two of us. I know a little bit more. I think I'm just more picky visually. But I don't know. I just, you know, like, if an animated movie is entertaining enough, I'll accept anything. I will. I will. Mm-hmm. But I will appreciate a good animated movie like the flow of animation and stuff like that. It's just like aesthetic. Yeah. It's just a visual aesthetic thing of like, is it how well the animation is so i'm not an expert by all means but like i do appreciate a good animated movie yeah now that we are talking about there's a few things that did like i did see i was like that it aged quite well that wasn't you know but like i still love this movie i do not i do not care i still love this movie and i will watch it anytime it's not enough to make you yeah no no i love i think i think everything outweighs everything else about that so and i'm i'm fine with someone not liking the animation I'm fine with that. I totally get that. That's fine. It doesn't matter to me, though. It's just I don't know shit about dick, so I'm just over here. <laughs> this next one is Monster House is Built Just for Kids by Ty Burr from Globe Staff. It was written in 2006. He took his family to go see it. Monster House, a new computer-generated family film about a possessed mansion, is like one of those gross-out children's novelty books, the ones with googly eyes, and it attracts a certain kind of kid. Personal anecdote, I took the family to the screening, and when the lights came up, my wife was shaking her aching head in dismay. The 11-year-old was 
opining that she found Howl's movie Castle a much more elegant treatment of similar material. And the nine-year-old, she sat there grinning in low-down rapture. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> Don't bring Howl's moving Castle into this. I feel like those are, what do those movies have anything similar other than- A walking house. Other than that, like how can you compare two very different movies other than just superficial one thing to compare it to? I feel, I find that so annoying. An 11-year-old did say it, so maybe, you know, cut them up slack, but this kind of feels like a, yeah, my 11-year-old totally said that. It wasn't just me making a, a clever point in my review. And that's what I'm trying to say. He still wrote it. He still wrote it down. He still thinks you it's a valid point. It. And I don't. <laughs> but How's Movie Castle is a great movie, but to compare it to this one, I it's, love just, that movie. it's just kind of... Why would you do that? <laughs> it just has a house that moves around. That is the only thing that's similar between these two. Yeah, no kidding. And the nine-year-old, she sat there grinning in low down rapture. There's your demographic sweet spot. Monster House is the first horror comedy made exclusively for fourth graders. And is what? That, and what? And what, bitch? And what? Is that a bad thing? I'm sorry. Someone, su- someone successfully made a horror movie for children. Is I'm sorry. A PG-rated horror film for children, and you're mad that it hit the demographic it was 84? <laughs> like, why are you mad about that? My sister was like, uh, let's see, if I was seven, that means she was 10. Mm-hmm. She liked it. She was a fifth grader. There you go. God damn. <laughs> We're already at a 10. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in one of those suspiciously underpopulated movie suburbs, lighted with the hard clarity of digital animation. Ernest Young DJ is assessed with a decaying manse across the street, owned by cranky old Mr. Nebercracker, and alive in some witchy way. Why don't these adults notice? Because movies like this demand grown-ups be clueless or nasty. Because uh, that's okay. That's a lot of tropes in kids' movies, but it's also it's like to relate to children. Like, yeah, adults sometimes don't pay attention enough. Do you think if your, your dumbass kids came up to you, and we're like, the house across the street ate my bike. You would believe them. The nine-year-old's onto it. But that's the thing, like, adults who get mad at children's movies who betray, or who, who betray adults as clueless, clueless or nasty, do look in the mirror, because, like, you might, you might be mad at the wrong thing. Yeah. Because that is not a reason to be mad at a movie. Like, that is perfectly fine. Like, that's a trope. It's a way to, to show kids, like, hey, yeah, kid, adults can sometimes be clueless, you know, <laughs> like, and- on a different end, like, even if the parent, like, is, like, okay, that is kind of weird. I'm, I will look into this. But to their kid, they're still going to be, like, okay, it's fine. Nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong. No parent is going to be, like, yeah, we need to we need to move now. <laughs> we'll go buy you a new bike. We'll move somewhere else. Like, no. They're going to be, like, okay, well, don't worry. Just don't go in front of that house anymore. I'm sorry. How do you want the movie to play out if the parents know the house eats people? <laughs> like, what do you want to happen in the movie? If adults know that. The HOA board would have been all over that already. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Sorry, your house's rug tongue is against regulations. It needs to stay inside. <laughs> I'll continue. Monster House is from the people who gave us the Polar Express, or Polar tried to create photorealistic humans and wound up with soulless zombies. <laughs> Though this one strays sensibly on the cartoon side of the ledger. DJ and his pals have appeasingly oversized heads and pipe stem bodies. It's as though the Sims had turned out in mass for the addition. The one remaining creepy touch, no eyelashes, which is something I didn't notice in the movie until this person actually did say it. And I don't really care. 
I don't think most cartoons don't have don't have eyelashes. I didn't notice it until they said it. And now that I know it, I'm probably going to notice it from now on. But it's like, I didn't notice it until they just said it. It would look weird if they had eyelashes, in my opinion. It'd be distracting, especially yeah. with what they were using back then. It was probably best that they didn't. The movie goes bananas when the kids finally get in the house and there are enough zooming camera shots and things flying at the audience that you know Monster House will be playing in 3D somewhere. The mansion has a personality as well as parts that correspond to a human body, the chandelier over the staircase, it turns out it's a uvula, so it's a girl house Marvel shelter. That was the most quoted line by kids our age when this movie came out. Oh yeah, that was the line of the movie. It's like how we all learned the word aglet from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> we all learned what a uvula was from Monster House, mm -hmm. and it means it's a girl house. It means it's a girl house. <laughs> no, everyone has a uvula, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Even at 87 minutes, Monster House outstays its welcome. Just a sort of fun house ride to throw a kid while mom and dad reach for the noise-canceling headphones. Is it too scary? Not really. Like an E10 plus video game, the film's crude jolts don't stick. If you're wondering what business a Halloween movie has been released in the f middle of July, by the way, rest assured the DVD will be inescapable come October. The home video tale is no longer wagging the tail, it is the dog. For its own part, the movie's a big, rambunctious mutt. Fine for a play date, but think twice before letting it into your own house. This seems like the kind of person who, like, would be like, no, I'm not buying you children's books. I'll read you Jane Eyre before bed. <laughs> yeah. It is, like, one of those things where, like, parents will take their kids to a children's movie because it's a children's movie and their kids really want to see it and then complain about how awful it was at on the ride home. So the kid's like, I guess it was bad then, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They suck all the fun out of it. Yeah. Just one last thing. Mm-hmm. This is just further proving my point that adults don't need to be writing movies, reviews about kids' movies. They really don't. Especially if their whole review is just them saying, this is definitely for kids. It's rated PG. Who did you think it was for? Exactly. What children's movie do you like? I actually do want to know that. What would you rate as a good children's movie? Yeah. We'll move on to the next one. This is written from the Washington Post, 2006. Monster House. Who's it good for? <laughs> Way too scary for anyone younger than 10. But somehow, too childish to appeal to tweens. Monster House falls into a middle, middle even mushier, albeit less hellacious, than that of the titular house itself. What children are they talking to? I don't know. Where are they collecting this data? Because literally, I was like younger than 10 when I saw this, and I'm, tw I'm 24 now, and I still love this movie. I watched it so many different ages. Mm -hmm. Where's this like general assuming coming from? That like, oh, well, when I was 10, maybe I'd be scared by it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was like, ooh, you know, covering my eyes a little bit because I'm like a kid, but I still appreciated the movie. I still liked the movie. It didn't give me nightmares. No, it did give me nightmares and I wanted to watch it when, when it was available to watch, you know? Coraline literally gave me nightmares and it's my favorite movie. Yeah, exactly. Because we appreciate horror. We were young appreciators of horror films way before, you know, way before yeah. we should have been. But that's good. <laughs> this is literally horror in its simplest form. Exactly. I guess it just really depends on your kid, I think, at the end of the day, if they can handle it or not. Yeah. Monster House is a grisly, often cynical piece of work whose joyless, aggressive spirit is made even less appealing by its soulless visual style. On the eve of Halloween, DJ and two friends set out to solve the mystery of the house. One unfolds is by turns tiresome and terrifying as the house comes to creepy life and its backstory, gothic to the point of grotesqueness, is revealed. Despite its obvious nods to Robert... Zemeckis and Tim Burton and some notable cameo appearances, Monster House is an eyesore. Who do you think Tim Burton makes movies for? 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The next critic review, the Mazzy Twins. GoneWithTheTwins.com is where you can find this review. It's by Mike Massey. He gave it a 6 out of 10. The trio of heroes is well-voiced and interesting to watch, especially thanks to the whimsical, prepubescent love triangle coyly rooted into the scenario. A notably outstanding job on Chowder's part makes for some hilarious and realistic physical comedy while supporting characters such as Skull, a video game guru, and pizza delivery guy sure to know how to destroy the ominous building. Add to a few scenes of laugh out loud hilarity. And the anthropomorphized monster house itself is portrayed frighteningly and magnificently, personifying human kinesics without ever uttering a word. The plot is unique, but plays out strongly only at the beginning. Toward the conclusion, it begins to falter and shift into something far more macabre than its family-friendly tone can support. Fortunately, the script is well written. It contains enough tactful humor that accompanying parents won't tire easily. Visually, the film is stunning with its dark and moody haunted house atmosphere, perfectly contrasting the bright, shining outdoor neighborhood street. The character Molly isn't bad, though not particularly innovative, while the animation itself is first rate. Since animating human characters is easily the most difficult task, it comes as a refreshing relief from the horde of recent woodland animal CG films that Monster House attempts something a bit more daring. Although not perfect, the technical defects are permissible, offering up enough uncannily realistic mannerisms, especially in chowder, to make up for its faults. Detailed, eye-catching textures also increase the photorealism of the animated environment. And with its PG rating, it just might be a bit too startling for the very young, especially with the typical immature scare tactics generously employed throughout. I understand some seven-year-olds were pussies, but like... (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) And like, I don't want to underestimate, like, this movie, like, there are... I get it. There are scenes that I get. I totally... Yeah. I do understand. I think it's when parents are like a 10-year-old. Anything younger than 10 couldn't... Yeah. It's PG. Parental guidance. Use your best judgment. Yeah. They actually genuinely like this movie. It can say why. They think it's funny. They think it's... They really like the animation. They were like really into that, which is surprising. I like that they note that it's not like perfect Yeah. too at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like you could still enjoy what it's doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with the majority of what they said in that review. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the audience reviews. This is a 10 out of 10 from IMDb. It's called A Halloween Favorite of Mine. It's written in 2021. Whenever, and I, this is the first one I saw. I was like, oh, I thought of you, Kat. So whenever there was a road trip, I had the same three DVDs to choose from to watch on the portable DVD player. Mm-hmm. Monster House was one of them. So the nostalgia factor is pretty significant for me. Since then, I made it a tradition to watch it every Halloween. After all this time, I still see it as a classic to watch every spooky season. I want to know what the other two were, just to gauge. I'll tell you mine. Yeah, yeah. So it was Monster House, Lion King one and a half, (laughs) and Aquamarine. Yes. Sometimes Over the Hedge, I think, snuck its way in there. Mm -hmm. Those were the three that were always in the car. (laughs) I love that. What stands out to me the most are the characters and the comedy. Hate to admit, I see a lot of myself in Chowder, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) The main and side characters work really well together to bring the hilarious bickering that is the dialogue. It's my kind of humor, and I unapologetically quote the movie time to time. The animation is very unique. The art style goes a long way, but the motion capture solidifies the original look to the overall animation. When the movie was made, 
mocap was still on the rise, just being implemented in video games and what would be hit film Polar Express. The voice acting was great, and I'm sure all the actors had a blast making the movie. The fun musical score pairs with the overall story nicely. The great tale of the monster house seems like an exaggerated version of a folk tale you would tell at a campfire. The design of the actual monster house is very cool, and the concept is equally interesting. And I believe this story takes place in the 80s, and for some reason, horror and age just works well together, as we've seen a million times. Overall, a solid movie choice for any Halloween movie party. Mm-hmm. Love it. That just perfect, perfect 10-star review. This seems like a mix of us. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to admit it, I see a lot of myself in chowder, but I do. <laughs> it is very relatable. <laughs> yeah. This is a 2 out of 10. There were hardly any 1 out of 10s and hardly any 2 out of 10s, so I got what I could. Yeah. So you know it's good. Yeah, is that, yeah. So two out of ten. Badly executed sequence of tired cliches. This ran two thousand six. Typical of the level of this movie is the uvula gag. Literally, the visuals make you think this is going to be something cool and important. But what what develops is one dumb joke and the weak, gross basis of an escape. The whole plot feels strained and unbalanced. There's just not a lot of fun in watching it. To anyone posting a good rating, who's paying you? <laughs> How many lines does it take to say that I didn't like this movie? Before saying it, I read one review that claimed there was an interesting story behind the horror. After seeing the movie, I have to disagree. The backstory thin, the flashback animations are not up to the same standard as the rest of the movie, which makes you think they were slapped in after the fact. I'm giving it a 2 out of 10 just to save one rating for a movie that actually does damage when you see it. Okay, kind of like the Citizen Kane concept. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. Opposite rating, like I'm saving for a really bad one. (laughs) The uvula gag was the funniest joke you could tell in third grade. Okay, fuck off. It really was. You had to be there. You had to be there. It sounds like you were too old to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Again, it sounded like someone who who didn't even doesn't even sound like they have kids went to go see it and just didn't get it. Like, okay, dude, wasn't for you. Yeah. This is two and a half stars. Who the fuck thought the cement scene was appropriate for a children's movie? Honestly, if there's a scene in the movie that that a parent's really going to be like, holy shit, that's the scene where he falls on her and exposes all the skeleton. That is a freaky scene. Yeah, that's a little gruesome. It's freaky. It's freaky. I do agree. Like, if there's one scene I do remember that movie that, if I had to say, is a little much, it might be that scene. Yeah, I could, I could see that, I guess. But this is... Three and a half stars on Letterbox, and it says, By far the scariest and most intense PG-rated film I've seen. Well, other than Cat in the, <laughs> the Cat in the Hat, of course. That scared me more than this movie. That movie was the final straw for Dr. Seuss's wife to, like, claim, like, no more live-action Dr. Seuss movies. Like, that was the final straw. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. It's not... I've seen it recently. It's so bizarre, you can't take your eyes off, you know? Yeah. It's not good, but it... You're going to leave it on just because you're like, what is this? <laughs> we watched that movie so much that we scratched mm-hmm. the DVD. <laughs> oh my god. This was like, mm-hmm. not a not a car movie, but like a, this is our go-to in the DVD case. Like That's unhinged. <laughs> I think that is. Why do you think I'm like this? <laughs> <laughs> the next one is 2 out of 10 stars from INDB. This movie was a monster to watch. Written in 2006. Horrible, never-ending, and boring. The only redeeming part of this film was when it ended and we could leave the theater. Also, inappropriate for children containing abuse of alcohol, stealing drugs from a pharmacy, cop killing, making fun of a beast woman, and much, much more. The kids in the audience liked it, but we couldn't wait for it to end. 
Save your money. This is not worth seeing. We've come to expect much better from DreamWorks and Spielberg. The animation was crude, the storyline dull and predictable, and the content was not appropriate for children to whom this film is aimed. Jokes were not funny. Action scenes were dull. Watching this took two hours of my life that I will never get back. As my friend stated, this is no Shrek. It's not two hours. It's an hour and a half. You're rounding up. So don't do that. People need to stop doing that. That 30 minutes really makes a difference. Yeah, it does. The only thing I can't excuse is the stealing the cough medicine from the pharmacy part. But the all of the other <laughs> things they mentioned are framed in a bad way. Like they're framed as not the thing to do. And I'm sorry, you're really pushing cop killing. You're, you're making it sound like the kids killed the cops. <laughs> you make it sound like that. And abuse of alcohol. They're pushing that a little hard too. Yeah, there's a character, Bones, <laughs> drinking alcohol and throws a bottle. That's it. Yeah, and he's not a good character. He's not portrayed as a good person by the movie exactly and like i i'm sorry i don't think a young kid's gonna really grasp that that's alcohol and he's consuming it and he's abusing it i don't think a young kid's gonna get that what they'll get is that's a bad that's a bad guy yeah so what he's doing is bad that's what that it's covered bitch it's covered exactly there's also a bunch of inappropriate shit in shrek no kidding if you want to talk about inappropriate stuff talk about shrek there's a lot of inappropriate stuff in shrek great movie love it yeah but it's yeah, there is. <laughs> it's DreamWorks. In my opinion, I don't think they make fun of Constance's character. They frame making fun of her as a bad thing. Exactly. Like, they frame her as a person who was not wanting to be in that circus that she was in. Her husband rescuing her. Her husband loving her. Her being tormented by people making fun of her. Mm-hmm. It's a tragic thing. I don't think the movie was making fun of her though what it tells me is that we as a society often dehumanize Mm -hmm. people who are fat yeah that's what it's telling me and i don't think a kid's gonna go out and start making fun of fat people because of watching this movie yeah i think they're gonna see that it could have a bad effect Mm -hmm. because they're people that's what the movie's trying to tell you is that they're people exactly so i just feel like that's also just a just something they kind of made up about the movie yeah they had to have pulled a muscle from how much they're reaching for this. That's what I was thinking. Pulling a muscle. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> Three and a half stars. It says, holy shit, why is this movie so good? Admittedly, the animation is ugly and way too weird, but the characters are really funny and likable. The story is actually pretty engaging. I had no idea where it was going and had a blast throughout. The jokes were all hysterical and the emotional stuff with Nebercracker was kind of solid. How the fuck did this lose to Happy Feet? And man, was this freaking terrifying at times if i had seen this as a kid i would have absolutely been traumatized for life glad i finally watched it it was funny and charming yeah the animation sucks (laughs) success but i'll be watching this every halloween forever now i get it that's perfectly fine perfectly valid i love that they watched it not as a kid but as an adult and they're like this is a good movie yeah they get it they get it but it is from 2021 a lot of those negative ones are from 2006 exactly and they're mostly from adults from then and parents yeah did it lose the oscar for animation or something i don't i'm gonna look that up it did lose the oscar to happy feet monster house Mm-hmm. wow it was between happy feet cars and monster house that's disappointing so it could have gotten one hmm happy feet is a good movie though it's cute and it does have a good message and it's heartwarming heartwarming also calls out humans for mm-hmm. taking up the fish yeah. has a good ending yeah has a hopeful ending, at least. I get it. I understand. I get it. But whatever. 
Zex wants five stars from Letterboxd. It says, me, if I lived in a house that was actually my dead wife. <laughs> true. So true. So true. This one's five stars from Letterboxd. says, house attacking three wee kids and a peepaw. <laughs> the whole neighborhood goes, snore. Me, 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 me. Or, me, 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 I picked this one just so I could make this noise. <laughs> Yeah, did nobody hear this shit? Did everybody drink cold medicine that night? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The cop did. <laughs> yeah, they got eated. They got eaten. <laughs> Three and a half stars from Letterbox. I'm one thousand percent sure that we are never going to get another film like this again, and that is one of the biggest crimes humanity could commit. Reading that trivia fact from like saying like this was the like for. For, forgot what it's called the like, only motion capture original screenplay that wasn't based on anything exactly like just knowing that fact is, is sad mm -hmm. and the fact that it's a children's movie with this kind of comedy mixed in with also that level of seriousness mm -hmm. yeah it this is this is really um you know like a gym you know it really is like we're probably not gonna get too much of these yeah you know we're not gonna be overwhelmed by them so we we should might as well cherish it well you know that we have it you know and i think also you could say that we won't know we might not know that there's something like this that's as good because we aren't the ones that are going to see it it'll be kids down the line exactly so this next one's a one out of ten from imdb the first five minutes convinced me to leave should be PG-13. It's ran in 2006. This movie is being billed as a fun, funny, and family movie. I took my five, six, and seven-year-old to see it. Two boys and one girl. In the first five minutes, we saw a curmudgeon yell and scare a little girl and tear her tricycle apart. Then we see the neighbor boy lifted by his lapels into the air and screamed at just before said curmudgeon has a heart attack and dies. Then we see the boy's babysitter show up, who is crude, rude, drinking, and acid rock goth type babe. So you think she's a babe? Oh, so you think I'm hot? <laughs> <laughs> then we see the shadow of the monster house flowing through the boy's window amid a large clawed hand that then grabbed him. My little girl was jumping and crying. Although the boys protested, we all left. Fortunately, the theater manager said we had received a lot of complaints and allowed us to see Garfield tail two kitties instead. Make mo no mistake, the movie is very good for teenagers. It uses all the standard scare technique of a slasher movie, so it's much too intense for younger viewers. That is, the music, sound, and color are all well done to set the mood of fear and surprise, but younger children just can't handle such a psychological man manipulation. After 90 minutes of Garfield, my little girl was much happier, but I'm still sorry for having to put her through all that. Those of you should be rated PG-13 to warn parents that little kids should stay away. I'm rating this as awful for hopes a parent will see the review and be forewarned. For older kids, this is probably a very good movie for its type. I just want to hear a review of this movie by these children. I do too. I want to hear. I, when I picked this one, five is pretty young. For this movie specifically, I can understand why a five-year-old would be too scared. I understand. I feel like seven's a good place. Six and seven, if the... That's a good age. Five is pretty young. And I understand this parent knows if they were nosy, their child not liking the movie, I totally understand why you would want to leave. And Yeah, but my thing here is saying it's good for teenagers, but also your six and seven year old were perfectly fine. That's the thing. Like, you can't say it's for teenagers if your other two kids were liking it. Yeah. Just because one of your kids didn't like it doesn't mean it's inappropriate for <laughs> anyone younger than a teenager. That's a reach. That's a, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a hefty reach. It's just one of those things where like, can't, as a parent, you kind of have to be like, can my 
kid handle this? We'll see. <laughs> you just come back. Come back with just the six and seven year old and see it. That's and the let thing. them watch it. I just love how they describe this. <laughs> Z is the acid rock goth babe. <laughs> so you think she's a babe. <laughs> and I love that they went to Garfield Tale Two Kitties. I can't with that. I know. This next one's three and a half stars from Letterboxd. It says, My first animation in over a month, which is a massive stretch for me. So it was refreshing, even if the 2006 3D characters' faces were all a bit fucked up. Other aspects looked great, though. And there were some cool shots, like the face-off of the opening scene, the shadow of DJ's room, and the cement falling. There was depth to the story, some outrageous lines, and an undeniable horror M.O. make for a mem- memorable Halloween classic. Mm-hmm. This movie taught nine-year-old me what a uvula is. <laughs> and I include this one. Four and a half stars from Letterboxd. And he says, this was my Coraline. <laughs> so this was my Coraline until Coraline came out. Exactly. Exactly. It was Corpse Bride and then it was Cor- it was this movie and then it was Coraline. That's why those are my top three. That makes so much sense. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> they just came out and they just got better. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is our last review. It's a 10 out of 10, a film that transcends human... Con- Whoa. Right. <laughs> <This is laughs> it's titled a film that transcends human concepts of quality and because of religious experience it's written 2018 monster house is simply put not a film rather an experience that we were mo- that mere mortals were not deserving of witnessing ever since i saw this film my life has been changed forever my heart beats the sweat <laughs> sounds the sweet sounds of monster house my blood pumps monster house and i am monster house no further written review is needed for all you need to know is that watching this film ascends, ascends you to a higher plane of existence and is necess- necessary you follow me to Eden. This is me walking out of the theater after seeing. <laughs> yes, but this also sounds like they're about to start like the the church of the monster house. Like <laughs> that is hilarious. They're saying the things we're too scared to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. I think that was a good a good final positive finish for this yeah. re- movie review. So if you had to give it a rating, what would you rate it? <laughs> I think I have to give this a 9 out of 10. I was thinking the same thing because I don't want to give it an 8 out of 10. I think it deserves a 9 out of 10. Like for me personally, this movie hits every time. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's just, in, it's genuinely, this is not the place for it to be this, but it is indescribable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I've described it <laughs> in this podcast episode. Yeah. It just is good. And if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't see it as that, then I can't convince you that it is, honestly. Honestly, it, yeah, you have to watch it and like it for yourself in order like you just do. Like there's no you either get it we say this every podcast, so you either get it, you don't. You know, if you like movies like Coraline or Corpse Bride or you like like horror made specifically for a child audience. Mm-hmm. This is genuinely one of the best of that. No kidding. Yeah. I think that's it. Like, I have nothing more to say. Me neither. If you want to give us feedback, movie suggestions, or if you have a valid reason for hating this movie, you know, DM us on Instagram at Easy Bake Takes. We also sometimes post clips of our podcast at Easy Bake Takes. We also have a Letterboxd account now. If you are interested in following us, we put just the general, like, review over overviews of each movie that we've done on there and those same overviews are also on our website with the transcripts which is easybaketakespodcast.com the letterbox does easybaketakespodcast and don't forget to rate and follow and thank you so much for listening my name's Kat now I'm Riley this has been Easy Big Takes easy watching out there bye bye bye